Hello and welcome to this episode of Raising Teens. I'm joined today by Philip Gennardo and Kathy Madhavan. And we've got a really interesting question sent in to us today by a dad. He writes, my son's bike has been stolen and I'm furious. How could he forget to lock it up? He's so irresponsible. How can I get him to be more responsible? Well, Philip, uh, what's the easy answer to this one? <laughs> easy answers. It's hard to find easy answers. I think with, with teenagers, we know that um, the way that the teenage brain develops, uh, that whole ability to be responsible, to think through things, um, to get everything sorted, actually it's quite difficult for teenagers. It's part of their development. And so sometimes what can look to us as irresponsible behavior is actually it's it's not really totally all their fault. And so I think what you need to do is you, you need to just be able to consider your response before flying totally off the handle. And sometimes having to step back a moment and just allow that negative reflex to pass um, enables us to get into uh, responding to the situation a bit better. Kathy? Well, this sounds like my life. I just, if I, <laughs> if I had to tot up the amount of money that has been left on buses or on the back of school chairs and, you know, coats here, PE kits abandoned there. I've bought hundreds of PE kits in one year, I think. I'm just grateful it's not been a laptop or a trumpet so far. But so I really understand actually the frustration of that parent. And I think helping teenagers to understand the value of their possessions and how to look after them is a real challenge. You know, but that business that Philip mentioned about the, the brain, literally the bit of the brain that, that gives them, some experts literally call it common sense, uh, so the prefrontal cortex here, that bit is actually growing. So it is a bit harder, isn't it, when you're in that development stage to, to think of all this stuff? Yeah, and, and different teenagers develop at different rates. I mean, I remember when I was a teenager, I was forever cracking an egg to make a fried egg and then throwing the egg away and frying the eggshell uh, until I realised what I'd done. And, it, you know, we've got two, two teenagers and uh, our youngest one particularly, she just, she's always doing similar things. You know, she recently lost her phone. And um, uh, my instant reaction was, you know, how could you have been so dippy with this? Why have you, you done that? Um, this is so basic. And actually having to have a little bit of grace um, and try to work out how much do we cover her and how much do we allow her to take the consequences of her own actions. Okay, now I can, I can almost feel a great groundswell of feeling coming up from the parents watching this and they're saying, you're going too easy on these teenagers. So, so Cathy, if we're going to teach them some lessons, how can we go about it in an effective way? Well, I don't know about every parent, but I know for me, I've often fallen into one of two camps. Either I've just turned into someone who gets very angry with them and reacts too quickly and says, oh my goodness, you need to look after your staff. Or I've gone too far the other way and, and simply bailed them out and, you know, dashed in the car with the PE kit or given them the money for a new coat. And actually, I think the middle way is something, you're kind of looking for a way of helping them. So we've done a couple of things like on the, on the wall, there is a little chart in my teenager's room that says like Tuesday's trumpet day and Thursday is, you know, a graphics day. So she knows that those are the days that this is the thing that she has to look after. Um, because actually sometimes remembering all of that for herself on a busy morning when she's got to get up early and get to a bus or whatever is hard for her to do. So we've tried to make it easy for her. But also, we have also had to say to her, well, if you do lose another coat, 
I'm not paying for the next one. Mm. You are going to have to do that for yourself. Or if you're constantly late for dinner, well, you're not going to be eating dinner with us tonight. So to explain oh, to her, I know I am scary. <laughs> I appreciate it. But you know, how else is she going to... Oh, I do sound a bit scary now, I know. You know, I remember Lloyd was um, 17 and he just passed his driving test and he had a bang in this old jalopy car he bought and he rang me up and said, Dad, I've just hit a lamp and I go, well, how, how fast are we going? You're going, and he said, Dad, I don't need this now. Mm. And in a sense, he's right, isn't he? What he needed then was a bit of, I mean, this kid has lost his bike. This kid is not rejoicing saying, hey, yippee, my bike's been stolen. Mm -hmm. But it's such a challenge. Madeline Levine, she's a psychologist. She talks about what you did. The parent who always rushes in to make life right for them, buy them another bike, buy them another mobile phone, she said, robs a child of something precious, a sense of self. And she says a fascinating thing. She says, just as the toddler fumbles with their shoelaces, so the teenager must fumble with tasks and learning lessons. And the parent mustn't always intervene uh, to make it right. Uh. And I think the older they get, the more they need to take consequences for their actions. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it, it's true, sometimes when you get the situation where your child has lost something or they've done something a little bit irresponsible, they're trying their best to keep a brave face on it and almost to be a little bit defensive, but peel a little bit below the surface and you'll find that they're, they're devastated, they're upset, they're embarrassed, maybe things have been equally traumatic for them. And what we need to do is somehow try to find a way in which we can meet them in the situation, but then say, okay, what can we learn from this so that this isn't a pattern that's always being repeated? And if it's a consequence, you know, some way in which it's not the end of the world. It may be, you know, you've lost your bike. We can't get you a bike as good as the one that you used to have, but we're not going to make it so that you can't get to school if that's their main form of transport. So that there's some kind of consequence, but it's not World War Three, it's not the end of the world. Well, no, because you don't want to be so severe that they're afraid of telling you anything. I think, you know, if, if they expect your reaction is going to be really condemnatory, then they're just not going to tell you. They're going to be worried and they're going to make up stuff. And that's not what you want either. You want to be able to explain to them there are consequences, but actually it's stuff at the end of the day. You know, as long as they're safe, that's, that's important. Well, yeah. You, you two actually are pretty hard. I wouldn't want to lose my socks if you were my mum and dad. I love my bike flipping, heck, yeah. Um, tell me about, a bit more about, about, about that, that, that stuff thing. Because it is annoying, isn't it? The bike's gone. But what, what lesson are you trying to, to get? Well, I think I read somewhere once that teenagers need things like love, freedom, power and fun. And they've got to have a level of freedom and power over their own belongings and their stuff to feel that you know, that self thing that you mentioned earlier, that actually, that they've got things that are in their control and that they're their responsibility. And if you're constantly diving in and reminding them of those things and making them feel about how they, they deal with their things, and actually you're invading that developing sense of self in their, in their world. But also, things are getting more expensive. Stuff isn't just... 10 pound items anymore so somehow you have to help them to understand that as well do you know when you talked about that stuff for some reason in my mind uh, it was jog diane came home a couple of years ago and she banged the car and she said to me uh, i banged the car and i said what happened and she said it was my fault i just reversed into a brick wall and, and i've done that myself and i said oh don't worry love it's just the car we got insurance and she said you have no idea how what a blessing that is that that yeah and 
And in a sense, we sometimes judge teens by a higher standard, don't we? But, but ultimately, we want that balance of, I feel for you, I'm with you, but this is not easy. There are consequences. And you know, it's a little bit deeper than just the lost bike, isn't it? It's this business of always sorting out life for our kids. You know, I'm gonna share some with you now, and that's nothing to do with the lost bike. But when Lloyd was about 15, he was our more testing one. It's 11 o'clock at night, and I'm doing his coursework. I'm, I'm literally typing a geography essay, and he's on a settee watching telly, shouting across helpful hints. And it's not a good idea, because you know what? When they're 35, it won't be their mobile phone. It'll be their mortgage, and it won't be getting out of bed for football, it'll be getting out of bed for work. And if they think their teacher's nasty, wait till they get a boss. And in a sense, although everything in us wants to sort life out for them and make it right, we sometimes miss that chance to help them learn a little, but it's hard. And that doesn't have to be just when it's them who's done it. I mean, I don't know what adult doesn't lose things some, sometimes. I don't know whether you've ever left a passport somewhere or whether you've left a you know, something of your own. I know I've left a laptop somewhere that had to be mailed back to me. I lost great my car at Heathrow. I was an hour find the blooming thing. Yeah, but actually, our kids need to know that this happens to us sometimes and how we respond to those things is so important, isn't it? And say that actually these things do happen and so what, what things can we do to kind of sort it out afterwards without the world melting down? Okay. Can we just mention one more thing? And this is a bit niche, and I'm not saying this is the case here, but we had a, a situation recently come into care for the family, and actually this boy was being bullied, and his possessions were being stolen by bullies. His, his bike was being taken for a week and then handed back to him. His football beats were being hidden, but he didn't want to tell his mum and dad that. I'm not saying this is the situation here, but it's as well, isn't it, as you said earlier, to just stop that, that initial reaction to blow your top, listen so you can get a sense of what's, of what's going on, because it might be a little deeper than, than apparent. Well, we hope he gets his bike uh, uh, back. Uh, well, that's the end of this uh, uh, session of uh, Raising Teens. Thanks to Philip Gennardo and, and Cathy uh, Madhavanan. And if you have a question you'd like us to look at, just let us know. And if we choose it, we'll send you a, a free copy of my book, Teenagers, What Every Parent Has uh, uh, to Know. But for now, thanks to Philip and to Cathy, and thanks to you too for joining us. We really hope to see you next time. You have been listening to the Raising Teens podcast. For further information about our courses, resources and events, visit us at carefortheFamily.org.uk.